Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Superman podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 80, Little Big Head Man and Absolute Power. Hi, pals. This is, as the nice lady said, the Kids Love Superman podcast. I am Al. I am Maggie. That is Maggie. Hello. My co-host. Ah, so nice. If you so didn't nice. catch the, uh, the announcement, I'm a girl now. Yes, we did put a an episode previously in the feed mm-hmm. to get you caught up on that, but that is that is the gist of it. Finally, I can address you by name. I can use pronouns. Yay. And I don't feel weird saying the name of Maggie Sawyer, mm-hmm. the uh, SCU cop who appears in one of these episodes, because it's like, oh, wait, I've been trying not to say that name for a while. This will confuse me. Uh-huh. Can we just call her Sawyer for a while? <laughs> so. Ah, the second best Maggie to appear on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched, uh, we, you know, because it's, it's the Halloween time. It's the mm-hmm. Hallow Times. The Hallow uh, Times. Did the traditional... Um, viewing of all the Simpsons uh, Halloween specials until they get no good. Sure. Um, and uh, I, you know, because we've been uh, dealing with you being Maggie, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, right, the baby. Yeah. You know, the ba- the famous baby. Every time they say Maggie, like, wait, Maggie? Oh, right, Maggie. Hi. <laughs> Which just leads me, like, so it's Maggie and not Margaret, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because a lot Maggie. of Maggie's. Okay. A lot of Maggie's are, you know, I, I, I like, thought about short this for Margaret. Extensively, uh-huh. it might surprise people. <laughs> And if it's no, short I'm... for anything, it's Magrat. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also, not, but I... if it were, it would be. Oh, uh, well, I want it to be. Mm-hmm. And then your middle name needs to be note spelling. Yep. <sighs> Lovely. Uh-huh. All right. So let's uh, let's crack into this. I want to tell you about Little Big Head Man. An episode which no one spent any time thinking about the title for. <laughs> Uh, I mean that you know it's fine. <laughs> you know, you know at first glance like what it is. That's true. When I, I look at the that, episode I list, I was like, have that oh, problem with the next one. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Our story opens on Bizarro World, which unfortunately still isn't cube shaped or named H T R A E. You know, Earth backwards, which I suppose is just as well because I would have a really hard time pronouncing that. Bizarro is passing the time, like probably sixty percent of the children of Earth, by playing Superman. Much like Bizarro himself, it's cute and a little sad. But then, speaking of things people have a really hard time pronouncing, that beautiful derby-wearing jerk from the <laughs> fifth dimension, Mr. Mitzies Pitlick, shows up to do his best tuple impression <laughs> and just generally mess with Bizarro's head. I mean, we already mocked the idea of him matching wits with the actual Superman, but this is just... Oh, wait, actually it's a really good idea, because now he's convinced someone with Superman powers to go to Earth and fuck with Superman, which technically doesn't violate the agreement he made after he poofed away last time. And all it really takes is telling Bizarro that Superman thinks he's dumb and everyone on Earth is laughing at him, which is probably all true, but jeez, you don't say it. So Bizarro terrorizes Earth for a while, waiting for Superman to appear so he can confront him. Lois shows up for a brief cameo as one of the terror victims, and seriously, what the fuck happened to sideline this character so hard? Did she write a scathing expose of the animators? Then Superman shows up, and as my friends Bob and Italian Spider-Man are fond of saying, a bunch of puncho-puncho run-run happens. Realizing that footage of him wrecking Lex's dinosaur in the opening credits is starting to look a little stale, Superman manages to direct the action toward a museum where he and Bizarro can wreck a new dinosaur. Great, beautiful, says Superman. Did you get that, Jimmy? 
but Jimmy's not even in this episode, Superman. Then Mixie's girlfriend shows up and warns him that the leaders of the fourth dimension are not pleased with his impish actions. But before he can put the brakes on this whole bizarro plan, which, let's be honest, he had absolutely no intention of doing anyway, said leaders call him back home and put him on trial. You ever see that episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Q's people are sick of him messing with humans so they take away his powers and send him to live among the humans? It's just like that, only with 100% less John Delancey ass. Meanwhile, the bizarro Superman brouhaha has entered its 17th consecutive hour, <laughs> and the SCU has finally had enough, so they roll out their expensive tanks and sonic bazookas and a bunch of other shit capable of bringing down a Superman-level threat. Which, to this point, is something that only guys from Apocalypse can pull off. So, this kind of weaponry is in the hands of a ruthless intergalactic Satan figure and the cops. Something-something thin blue line sticker on Maggie Sawyer's car. Superman manages to rescue Bizarro from the terrifying fascist stormtroopers because, of course he does, he's Superman. Then he convinces Bizarro that Mitzias Pitlick tricked him and that he shouldn't feel bad because he tricks Superman all the time. That make me as smart as you, says Bizarro, and he's probably not far off there. <laughs> then Mixie get his, gets his delicious ironic punishment as he's sent to Bizarro World to entertain Bizarro, which... Honestly, doesn't seem very hard. Like, if you can do that trick every uncle in the world does, you know, where it looks like you're pulling off your thumb, you're probably all set. Me, I love when when thumb get removed. You know that trick. I Like, when I was little, I was like, that's, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not fooled. You're clearly not pulling off your thumb. What is this? <laughs> Look, I found a quarter behind your ear. <laughs> He probably did, too. Mm -hmm. like, and, and they took away his powers, so he'd have to do, like, the, you know, the shitty kind of magic yep. instead of, like, the real magic that he actually has. I'm actually really bad at sleight of hand. You're good at the at the conversational uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, apparently, right? Like, you know, I can do the shouty one, but you, you've got that. You've got that I one. was also the parrot in the Latin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crackers. So... I remembered this one being more fun than it was. Uh -huh. It wasn't bad by any means, mm -hmm. but I remembered it being like the last Mitzias Pitlick one was sort of a nonstop, like nonsense, you know, uh, like delightful nonsense thing. Oh, yeah, that one and was this, a lot of fun. This one had a couple of moments, mm -hmm. but it was mostly uh, Bizarro and Superman fighting. The feeling with this one to me really felt like it was written in one draft. And was just Paul Dini going, and then what happens, and then what happens, and then what happens. Yeah. Like, it's very stream of consciousness almost. But not in a good way. Like, there's yeah. definitely a way to do that with a character that has reality warping powers. Mm -hmm. But I really thought this would be your opportunity to do the full-on bizarro, everything is backwards and, and weird. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? This like, would be a good excuse to actually roll out like actual bizarro world honestly yeah because you know? there, there's no there's no in-world way to do that except mm -hmm. to have the crazy man with the magic powers make it happen mm -hmm. and and they just kind of blew that yeah what if everything and, was bizarro instead he just, i hate the bizarros <laughs> except for turtle face i gave but, him uh, a peanut instead he just sends bizarro to earth uh -huh. and that's it yeah and it's like this it's not a bad idea well, like I said, I think it's a good loophole. It, it's I, We're missing out on any of the fun stuff from the two characters because it's yeah. just Bizarro breaking shit, you know? Like, we've seen that a million... Like, he, he's basically doing Doomsday, you know? And we've seen yeah. that a million times yeah. now. I mean, I mean, I like Bizarro. I like the way he wrecks stuff, and mm -hmm. I kind of noticed it in this episode. I, I, I've noticed it before, but I noticed sure. it again here. 
the way they have him very deliberately, like, for instance, he knocks Superman into, like, an electrical tower. Yep. And then bends it around him. It's it's very deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's very, first I do this step, then I do that. It's exactly what Superman does when he's rescuing someone. First, I pick up the giant water tower and pour it over the fire. Then I rescue the people. It's just like that, mm-hmm. only he's trying to hurt someone, and it's it's just very good. I like that. That is very good. Yeah. And also, but it's... Sorry, go ahead. We've seen it a million times, yeah. like you said. Well, also, it ties into my good thing, uh, mm-hmm. which is a shot of Bizarro flying through a, sp- a plate glass window head first, like he's a Space Ghost character. <laughs> <laughs> like he's not moving, and it looks like he's standing up. Oh, yeah, that's super cheap early adult swim where they just sort of move the entire uh, animation model without uh, animating any walking. Every time I move my arm like this, it costs adult swim 30 bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> But, like, it works for that character because it's bizarro, you know? Like, Yeah, of course. He probably does move like that. The way he flies with his sort of shoulders hunched. Yep. Like, he doesn't do the stretched out straight like everyone, you know, everyone knows Superman does. Me, I'm not entirely sure how to do this right. Mm Mm-hmm. All of that said, Mm -hmm. this is my bad thing. I probably talked about this before, but I think it bears repeating. I feel like I, I, I like the whole Frankenstein angle on Bizarro. I really do. Yep. Like... I like that he doesn't know what he is and he's confused and he thinks he's Superman and all that. But the more we see him, the more it feels like we're being asked to laugh at the slow kid. Mm -hmm. And it makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah, you are not wrong. Like, they're not full on doing the the cartoon mentally disabled person like, say, South Park. Yeah. But it's somewhere in that neighborhood. And it's not like I'm looking for something to be offended Mm -hmm. by. I just don't... because I feel bad for him, but also it's funny, and it's like, oh, that's that's not a good way to feel about a character like this. Well, the problem is it's such a hard line to walk between, like, getting offensive and, like, liking the character. Yeah, you got to make him sympathetic. Yeah, exactly. Like, when the, when, the, when, the, when the show opens and it's just him alone on Bizarro World, I'm having a great time. Like, I'm really enjoying that. But, like, it gets kind of iffy later, you know? Well, any time... Mitzias Pitlick is trying to outsmart him. It's mm-hmm. just it it feels it feels mean. Yeah. Which it is. Mm-hmm. But it feels mean in a taking advantage of someone who can't help it. Way, yeah. Which I don't love. Um I do like Superman is just like, no, calm down. Like Yeah. It takes him a while to to get through. But yeah, like he's yeah. never like, well, I guess I have to beat the shit out of Bizarro. It's like, no. Yeah. Come on, you got tricked. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. No, you am say he trick me. Wait, what? Hang on, I I, I completely lost the the, the context yeah. here. Me am say, <laughs> me pronouns and whatever pronouns me think of. <laughs> He's got like a chalkboard and a mortarboard on. Uh huh. I mean, I've seen I've seen him drawn that way before. How to speak bizarro? <laughs> Step one. But there wasn't enough wacky, mixy stuff. Yeah. Like, and then when they brought him back to the fifth dimension and they did that sort of the stock standard old Jewish guy is the uh-huh. guy who judges him. It's like they wanted to get Jackie Mason or somebody. Yeah. And it's like, that's a, that's a little like, okay, they're funny. So you're going for sort of the stock funny character, which is like, you know, an old Jewish guy, which is the, uh, I, okay. There's something you could do that was so much more clever than that. Like, I don't understand the idea of a dimension having leaders, but I, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. <laughs> but like, because we we've we have seen two pe- two people from the fourth dimension or uh, yeah. the fifth dimension before this, and it's him, 
and it's his girlfriend. Gisby, I cannot say her yeah, name. Yeah, and you know he's like a weird little Elmer Fudd guy, and she's like a sexy redhead. Like mm-hmm. tie into that, make like everyone else in the fifth dimension like a weird Looney Tunes character. You know, I thought they were all supposed to be sort of chaos imps, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're imposing order on him—that's what really bothers yeah. me. It's just like, like I thought this is what they were all about. Is it just him? That's not as interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it's, I mean, it's so, it's so strange. Yeah. Just in general, that, like, giving it rules kind of ruins it, you know? Yeah, and the fact that Paul Dini wrote the previous one and wrote this one Mm -hmm. means it's not like some writer had a specific idea of it and then the next one lost the thread. Like, it's the same guy. Mm -hmm. He could have built on this. But, like you said, it feels very first draft. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. And then, Um, like, three guys yell at him and one of them's got a Jewish accent. I don't know. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not saying it's offensive. What I'm saying is it's lazy. It is. It's very lazy. That's when you're going for your comedy character. That's just sort mm-hmm. of like the, I don't know, Zoidberg, why not? Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, I get it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't want to write any jokes, so just have the guy have a funny voice. I don't know. Yep. But let's not cast anybody, you know, like, let's just use, uh, I think it was Corey Burton. Yeah. Like, so one, of their, one of their regular guys. Who we have hanging around the room today. You'll do. Yeah. Oh, and uh, speaking of voice speaking people, of which, uh, why no Sandra Bernhardt? <laughs> I mean, she was busy. Probably she's a she's a legit mm-hmm. movie star. She had things to do. But yeah, if you're gonna bring that character back, yeah. uh, uh, they replaced her with a, uh, a, a working voice actor. Mm-hmm. Though, yeah, that's who, uh, uh, Jennifer Hale, uh, voice of among a million other things, uh, uh, female Commander Shepard from Mass Effect. Yeah. I know I know she's done a ton of uh video game mm-hmm. stuff prior to that. She also has a ton of appearances in the DC animated universe. Yeah. Like we've if we haven't heard her before, we're going to hear her a lot going forward. Mm-hmm. I I briefly I just saw a pile of credits, but I didn't check to see if it was stuff we'd heard yet. Yeah. But she's um, in the next one too as like miscellaneous. Ah. I mean, she's good, but she doesn't do a good Sandra Bernard no. impression and she takes the character southern for mm-hmm. some reason. Mixie, you need to stop. Like, when, when, when did she sound like that? need to... Uh, listen, as a chaos imp, uh-huh. question mark, I can be Southern whenever I feel like it. I mean, that's fine. It just felt more like I, I can't really do that voice, mm-hmm. so this is one of my stock voices. I do like uh, her going into lawyer mode, uh, mm-hmm. and then the guy turns her into a tree. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then Mixus Bitley has the uh, has the line. Uh, it's like the tree said. <laughs> you can't listen to the tree. Who can you trust? <laughs> what the tree here said is right. That's what it was. <laughs> I think we should listen to the tree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was a brief moment of more of like I wanted more of that. Mm-hmm. Someone's a tree, and someone's treating that like it's normal. Yeah. Like you know, just the. the the funny shit, man. Yeah. Also, another dinosaur fight. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh, fucking, and then they fight fight a dinosaur. And then they each grab a dinosaur bone and just start wailing on each other like kids with uh, toilet paper mm-hmm. tubes. Didn't really break your A game to this one, did you, Paul? Nope. <laughs> it's late. We want to start working on Justice League. or we're, we're bored with Superman now. I'm very tired. Just have some guys show up and have funny voices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it, again, it wasn't a bad episode. No, it wasn't. It was just, it you was, know, I I was hoping for more. Yeah, and I remembered it being better. Mm-hmm. But 
It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> there is there's a shot in this towards the end, uh, when the uh the the cops show up to arrest Bizarro. Mm-hmm. Um and they've all got like sort of helmets with visors up. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a shot when uh, uh, Maggie Sawyer gets out of her cop car and the visor's up on her helmet. And I swear to God, for a second, I thought she was wearing the Spock helmet with <laughs> the siren on the top. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with this, and and I can't blame you, mm-hmm. this is a pretty deep cut for those of us who are into Star Trek and spend a lot of time on the internet. Mm-hmm. There was a toy, and I'm going to say the 70s. Yes. That looked like it was meant to be like a police helmet for like, the show chips or something like and a, they repurposed yeah, it's it it's like a white police like motorcycle helmet yeah but they repurposed it as a star trek thing mm-hmm. and then someone decided to photoshop it onto spock uh-huh. to say this this is uh this is from star trek huh i guess that's what it looks mm-hmm. like and it is delightful mm-hmm. and also apparently the scu yep has a lot of uses i guess mm-hmm. it's the only way i can defeat bizarro is by putting on my spock helmet <laughs> <laughs> thanks maggie you're welcome with the, uh, with the uh, siren and mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know that I'm a cop when I get out of the cop car? I mean, the fact that you have ridiculous weapons. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Um, Why do you have wh- these again? Oh, you know. Well, I mean, they do occasionally have to fight guys from Apocalypse or, I don't know, Rudy. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, good, some- Rudy's back. Sometimes you got to fight those heavy hitters. Uh-huh. Um, Pretty sure you Mike... can lure Rudy into a box on a stick. <laughs> There's HBO in that box. Ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This life of crime's finally paying off. Uh-huh. That's, uh, you know, everybody, like, you know, writing 101, mm-hmm. character has to have a motivation. His motivation is pay television. Yep. That's it. Just wants the premium chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my good thing. Yes. So when... uh. Mixius Pitlick first shows up and is trying to convince Bizarro to go to Earth. Uh, he, he doesn't just tell him Superman uh, tricked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he shows him some stock footage from the show. But then he also shows him some lovely, like, ridiculously animated uh, alleged footage mm-hmm. of Superman and Lois and so forth, like, uh, mocking him. And this is also actually my quote. Mm-hmm. So I'll just play that here. Wanna see what your pal really thinks of you? Look at me, me and Bizarro, me great big dummy. (laughs) (gasps) Them no laugh at me. That uh, I I legit enjoyed that. It was I always like when they try a different style, Mm -hmm. and. uh, I enjoyed that for the you know the ten seconds that it happened. It's so. very. It reminded me a lot of like the animated opening to old sitcoms. Uh, what it reminded me of was something we've covered on the Patreon, which was I think it was Superman and the Fake Authority. The what was? Oh it? yeah, the, the elite the versus the the elite, yeah. right? Where they had like in that world, like Superman licensed himself, and there's a like there's a Superman cartoon mm-hmm. in the Superman world, and it looked like that. Yeah, it was something like that. But whatever, it was it was still very good. It's the Mocking Bizarro show. Uh-huh. Mm, why me watch this show? <laughs> me not care for this show. Also, I didn't I didn't paint a good picture in my in my summary, but uh, Bizarro World looks basically like uh, bedrock. Yeah, it really does. Like all of his appliances are are very crudely hewn from stone mm-hmm. and it just it's all, you know, like 
I, I expected his monster dog to turn to the camera and go, it's a living. <laughs> I love his, uh, he goes back to his, uh, to his uh, Fortress of Solitude and he's sort of making his way through all of the like Superman characters that he's built for himself. Mm-hmm. So Superman's there, and then you see like uh, uh, Superman's parents like holding up a big uh, a big uh, globe, mm-hmm. and then there's a shot of like a stone Lex Luthor that he built with like like a ball on top. Yeah, he didn't give that one hair, and he just goes Luthor. Mm-hmm. That was very good, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Rock Lois, who might have appeared longer than real Lois. Yep. Once again, I know I've been harping on this, but fuck, she's the best character in the mm-hmm. show. Of course I'm harping on it. God. Rock Lois. Uh-huh. It wasn't Lois. <laughs> it was just a rock. Uh, All right. Anything else? Um, I think that's everything I got. Very well. Would you like to then tell us about Absolute Power? Yeah, I will tell you about Absolute Power, another very uh, vague title. Mm-hmm, yeah, that one's not one you're going to look at and say, oh, of course, it's it's that one. Nope. All right, so it's time for Superman to go on another outrageous outer space adventure, and this time he's checking out a black hole, as seen in the hit Disney movie, The Black Hole. Unfortunately, he also stumbles across a spaceship being sucked into, the, into said famous black hole. Shit, I probably should do something about that, Superman says to nobody, and then proceeds to save a spaceship from a black hole. More on this later. Superman returns the spaceship and the aliens to their home planet like so much Poochie and is confused as to why everyone is so scared of him. Hey, he says, it's cool. I'm Superman. But it isn't cool, Superman. It isn't cool at all. The planet, you see, has been conquered by Kryptonian criminals Jaxer and Mala, previously seen being thrown into the Phantom Zone for being assholes and trying to conquer Earth. Jaxer explains that two asteroids were pulled into the black hole, tearing a rift in space and allowing Jaxer and Mala to escape. Yes. That makes sense, Superman lies. After they saved us, we, rewar- we rewarded them by conquering their planet and setting up a fascist regime, Jaxer replies. You know, to thank them. Superman, a guy invented in World War II, is not a fan of, of fascism. But Jaxer tells him that he has no jurisdiction in space and has to go home. You know your place, Jaxer tells Superman, a man who absolutely does not know his place. Then Superman meets Satia Satia. A revolutionary who maybe was on that ship from earlier in the episode? I forget. And she asks him for help. Gosh, I'd like to, Superman says, but that guy told me I couldn't. Ah, Satya says. But what if that guy was also threatening Earth? Shit, says Superman. I love Earth. So after Superman sees that Jaxer plans to invade Earth because he sucks, Superman agrees to help stop the invading Kryptonian fascists. Thanks for coming around on that one, Supes. We appreciate it. Eventually. Superman and the Phantom Zone criminals fight, and then Jaxer catches Superman in some Kryptonian spinning rings. And what do we say when we're in the spinning rings? Spinning rings? <laughs> Always fuck Superman. So they mm-hmm. strap him to the front of another spaceship and fly him into the black hole. Some dude who is sick of Jaxer's general super dickery helps Superman escape, and everyone fights some more before Jaxer and Mahler are sucked into the black hole. Well, there'll be no nothing at all. Meanwhile, Superman reflects on the fact that sometimes it is indeed good to topple fascism. Thanks for getting that uh, around to that one, Soups. What a hero. <laughs> I feel like uh, this is one of those times where you have uh, written an excellent joke that only works in writing, mm-hmm. which is you have spelled criminals, Kryptonian criminals, oh, with yeah. K. K-R-Y-M-I-N-A-S. I was is very pleased with that, but like, yeah. we do an audio sh- Like, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. I know. No, we, we, we both do this from time to time. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, yeah, but it looks great. Yeah, okay, they're going to miss it. Uh-huh. Maybe the other guy will call it out. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Sometimes they're just for us. Uh-huh. 
Also, I've seen the Disney movie, The Black Hole. Uh, it, it was not uh, popular or famous, <laughs> nor nor did it deserve to be. It's pretty terrible. If you said Disney's The Black Hole, you were wrong. They were never <laughs> popular. Correct. <laughs> I, I watched it like within within the previous year, mm-hmm. and it's, oh boy. Maybe this time The mess. Black Hole will be good. It wasn't. No, I, I, I've never seen uh-huh. it before. Like It was just one of those, like we were doing a movie night, and we were kind of coming up with things that weren't especially good, mm-hmm. but could surprise us and uh that that was not one of yeah them. um all right so let's let's get into the meat of this you have a real problem with this fundamental problem like part of this episode Boy, i sure fucking do mm-hmm. okay so you should not need to convince superman that he needs to help some kryptonian fascists from taking over a planet like he should already be planning to overthrow them while they're giving him the tour it's superman like i like the justification from him that a war with him and uh, Jaxer and Mala would be utterly devastating for the planet, but that doesn't seem. But that doesn't mean do nothing, which appears to be the moral of this episode. I don't know. There's a lot of like, and we see this in Star Trek a mm-hmm. lot because they have a policy of non-interference. Like I, I get it in theory. Like it's like when you're out in the world and you see someone being mugged by three people, mm-hmm. and the three people are heavily armed. Do you actually step in and stop it? Probably not. Probably not, but also I'm not Superman. No, Trust but me, I checked. Y- you know what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it's there are times where it's like you want to help, but what the fuck are you going to do? And Superman's the only Superman, yeah. you know? Like, they lose him, then Earth's got nothing. I just, the thing is, I can see they do this a lot because in modern Superman stories, it's impossible to have the character be around and also exist on a planet where, you know, war happens and people right. go hungry and, like, all this tragedy is happening that Superman could just fix. So, like, part of his thing is, like, no, I will fight, you know, stuff that invades Earth and everything, but, like, Earth's also got to do its own thing. Well, it could... De- I mean, you get into a weird gray area mm-hmm. because if he went and toppled a dictator, yep. then why wouldn't he stop the Trump presidency? Oh, you know what I seriously. mean? Like... But, I mean, putting aside, obviously, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's It gets into a weird area where it's like American way. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the American way, I guess, means doing what the American government tells you, uh-huh. even if the American government is doing bad things. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's a... So, I don't know. Like, I, I get it in theory. Mm-hmm. And also, if I were in his position, there are certain things I probably wouldn't get involved yeah. with. Like, whether or not it's the right thing. But... Uh, all that goes out the window because of the fact that these are Kryptonians, you know? Like, right. That well, automatically makes it his problem. Like, Also, I'm surprised they didn't take the angle of he blames himself mm-hmm. because they're kind of here because of him. Yeah. Not really. He never could have seen, as you said in your summary, it made no sense how they got out, <laughs> but whatever. How could I have possibly known that two asteroids flying into a black hole would somehow open a hole in the Phantom Zone? Also, so... He discovered them in the Phantom Zone, like, at the beginning of that mm-hmm. story, which means Krypton has already been using that thing as a jail, right? Yep. Like, he didn't come up with that idea, which means there's got to be more guys in there, oh, right? Oh, yeah. So they might have gotten out, too. Mm-hmm. No concern for that at all. No. All these Kryptonian serial killers and also, you know, guys mm-hmm. who committed white collar crime. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> well... Putting them in the Phantom Zone makes more sense than, and this is my bad thing, the idea of sending your criminals into a black hole, which, okay, you're going to talk about this in a minute. You made sure it a good am. thing, and 
rightfully so. It's an excellent action sequence. It 100% is. And it looks great. Like, I love the look of the black hole. I love the look of things going into Mm -hmm. it. It looks very cool. But just the concept of, we've got some criminals. We're going to build a spaceship and send it to, like, this massive, like, the the ship's not coming back. We're losing the ship forever. Like, what? It's expensive, inefficient, and pointless. Just, just... If you're gonna do that, just execute your criminals, I guess. I why, can't. Why would you? Why would you send them into a black I'm hole? I'm fucking dying. Am I wrong? No. It makes zero sense. I mean, it's again, treated like they have a regular bus to this place. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, well, look, if you hurry, you can catch the three ten spaceship yep, to, to the, the black, black hole. hole where we throw our criminals. Uh huh. And then, you know, I, again, I've just seen all the Simpsons Halloween specials, so it's fresh in my head. They just throw a piece of paper back out of the black hole and says, stop throwing your garbage out here. <laughs> but it's like, okay, first of all, it's a sci-fi story and a Superman story. Things don't make sense. That's fine. I'm really okay with uh-huh. it. But they should have at least, I don't know. They should have said to make an example of them or to like, what they should have done mm-hmm. is emphasize the idea that black holes slow time down and it's an eternity of agony yep. as you're slowly falling into the thing from your perspective mm-hmm. for infinity as you're slowly digested by the black hole over a thousand years yeah like it's the idea is they're suffering mm-hmm. instead of just you're getting rid of them because there's a hole nearby that's stupid <laughs> but hey free hole the fact that it's but <laughs> the fact that it's an agonizing experience mm-hmm. for them would make a little bit of sense and they don't they don't really touch on that like the idea that uh, mala and jackser fall into the thing it's over for them in a couple of seconds. Yep. And like, I, I don't need this to be true to physics in any sense, but, but our understanding of pop science of, of science fiction science, we, we know this about black holes. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that they're suffering for an eternity in there would be kind of nice, mm-hmm. you know, just cause they're awful, awful people. Yep. Also, this is their last uh, appearance. So, you know, if you were wondering if it's okay, if you could escape a black hole, no, I, I mean, they might have taken over another planet. Superman Superman has a real problem, much like Captain Kirk before mm-hmm. him, following up with things that happened on previous adventures. Uh-huh. Once once he's, like, put Bizarro on that other world or shoved these guys into the Phantom Zone or uh, uh, put um, what's-her-name on that island, mm-hmm. that's it. He sort of dusts his hands and never thinks of it again. Yep. I was actually, I was thinking when we were watching the, the first one, it's like, does, is he checking on Bizarro regularly? He probably should. Yes, I had the same thought. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, like, just have Professor Hamilton set up a camera yeah. there. You don't have to go, like, it's pretty far away. I you mean, don't have to go there. I, You're very busy. We, we see him at the end of the episode watching them on a video, so I guess he has one now. Yeah, that was for a laugh, though. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if that really happened or if it was just sort of a, you know, a goof kind it's of thing. It's not even a very good last line either. This is really, a, it was a real sloppy episode. Yeah. yeah. I, this one was okay. It was very straightforward. I enjoyed like, this. Yeah. The, uh, I enjoyed this. Well, one. really, despite the whole moral core not working for no, you. No, that part sucked. But uh, <laughs> Superman running around doing things, I quite enjoyed. Okay, you know, when Superman's just, out doing stuff, I'm a big fan of that. Well, we both love like when he's in space, and in particular, oh yeah, like I love this show's sci-fi aesthetic. This is my good thing. This planet and all its tech mm-hmm. is exactly my yep. shit. Like, there's a lot of robots or like their their uh police force or whatever look like robots mm-hmm. but like the 
the ships that they're going to send to Earth are unmanned and they've got like invasion robots yep. in them. And it's just it's, it's stuff that I love. And it's it's all very much in that Bruce Tim style. Mm-hmm. It all looks like stuff that would possibly appear in, you know, Justice yep. League or Batman Beyond or whatever. And it, it But it's also not exactly like stuff we've seen yeah. before at the same time. Like it's it's sort of that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. No, I have a note here. Their uh, police force looks like a bunch of Zeta projects. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure does. But uh, I think they know how to love. So. I hope so. Yeah. Um, but it was, when you boil it all down, a Mullity Rebels episode, uh, which yes. is never my favorite. We're someplace we've never been before, we'll never be again, mm-hmm. in, a, uh, in a situation where people are uh, rebelling against the authority, and will this ragtag band... Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, where are the flaming trash cans? They're in the back. Ugh. Superman put them out with his ice with his ice breath. He doesn't have ice breath. That's right. Mm-hmm. We'll never get those trash cans out. He's got power to start fires, but uh, not to stop mm-hmm. them. He's got to do that like a, a normal, just a normal regular douchebag. <laughs> Someone get me a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. That that uh, thanks Superman. So we briefly touched on this. You're good. Though. Yes. Uh, Superman saves a spaceship from a black fucking hole. Like, you want to talk about how much I enjoy Superman saving an airplane, which I do. Um, oh yeah, this is so much cooler than that. Oh, this is this is next level. That like this is okay. We did that in the pilot, mm-hmm. but you gotta you gotta escalate your game. Yeah, and and they did. Uh-huh. Superman flying around in his little Superman spacesuit, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at some point, he is exposed to the vacuum and he can't breathe, yep. they remind us, so, which is why he needs that mm-hmm. suit. But, like, pushing an actual spaceship away from a black hole, it fucking rules. And he tells the kids, and, and those of us who are unfamiliar, mm-hmm. that uh, just how strong a black hole is, just to set up the stakes mm-hmm. in case you're, you're not familiar. Like, that is some hardcore shit right there. Yeah. He's pulling it from the strongest object in the known universe. Mm-hmm. That is badass. And yeah. I loved it. Yeah. No, it was fantastic, and I, like I said, visually it was great mm-hmm. too. The the just like the sorry, go ahead. the the black the look of the black hole is really neat. Yeah, it's very simple. Yeah. it's just a black dot where there are no stars, mm-hmm. but it's very effective. It is. It looks threatening, you know, like yeah. Oh, and that's then not like good. there's there's some good lighting, like uh, when you see sort of uh, the ship almost in mm-hmm. it, and uh, I, most of this cup actually comes from the flashback of. Uh, Mala and Jax are talking about how they how they came out mm. of the thing. Like there is some very good like sinister lighting as they bring them aboard the ship yeah. and rescue them and bring them back to the planet. But it's just it it all looks very cool and and I really enjoyed watching it. And and like you said, it's a very good action sequence. It's very visceral, mm-hmm. like in a in a way that this show I'd say about half the time does for me. Yeah. Like I find some of the action sequences tedious, but when they get it right, they really Oh yeah. Get it right. And I mean this nails like this is what I'm here for, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And the stuff on the planet less mm. so, but you know. Um there are some interesting voice choices in this. Uh yeah. So um There is okay. Ron Perlman back again as uh Yeah, yeah. Always good to always good to hear from Ron mm-hmm. Perlman. But Well, there's um Carl Lumbly, mm-hmm. who I always think has a ridiculous sounding name to me. <laughs> Carl Lumbly sounds... sounds like a guy like the main character sounds like, in, sh- like Death of a Salesman. Oh, uh, he sounds like he should be a hobo to me. <laughs> he, he, Carl Lumbly old, is a very Carl old Gill uh, name to me. Yep. yep. Now, see, to me, he's a very crushed top hat eating out of a can of beans <laughs> with his fingerless gloves. 
uh, being read on a list with 499 other hobos mm-hmm. by John Hodgman. You know, those blintzes were terrible. Yes. Uh, he will later join Justice League as the voice of the Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Great voice. Uh, I love that, the voice on that character. Oh, yeah. No, it's a fantastic voice. Uh, as Alteris is his name. And uh, Satea, the, the main lady on the planet, uh, played by legit movie star Jennifer Jason mm-hmm. Lee, who, uh, among other things, uh, single white female. Uh, uh, Hudsucker Proxy, right? Been... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hudsucker Proxy. A uh, bunch of other stuff, though. Like, this was, you know, this was a good get for them. Mm-hmm. And someone new is playing Mala. Mm-hmm. Which is very cool. Uh, this is uh, Sarah Douglas, uh, who played Ursa in Superman 2. Who is effectively the character that Mala's yeah, based on. I like, mean... This is obviously General Zod and Ursa. They took out the big dumb yeah. guy, but... Uh, like, they, it's, that's awesome. I, when I heard when I heard her new voice, I'm like, oh, she sounds a lot like... Well, she. Can't. I'm just thinking that because it's the same character. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up. I was like, no, it really is. Somehow Terrence... That's a good choice. Terrence Stamp, not available. <laughs> A uh, little, little, probably too important. Little busy. Little he's busy. one of those. He's one of those uh, high-profile, uh-huh. like shouty British guys who's doing a lot of Shakespeare. Probably. <laughs> Actually, at this point, oh fuck! You could have just gotten whoever was in that super ego sketch. Oh yeah. He he did an amazing oh, who one. Who was that? But, that was um, Patton Oswalt and uh, oh. I know the guy, and I yeah. just can't think of his name right now. He also played Conan Doyle in the. Um, uh, dead authors, like it was the best dead yep, authors they yep, ever yep. did, and I can't think of I can't think of his name right mm. now. But um, I think Terrence Stamp at this point might have been shooting for his uh, small role in the Phantom Menace, though. So oh, that's right. Wow, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. He was the he was the uh, president of the Republic mm-hmm. until uh, Palpatine overthrew him. So <laughs> he got overthrown. Yep. Ugh. Nobody'll kneel before him no. now. Uh, what else? What else? Let's see here. Oh, there's a nice there's a nice bit where Jack Zor is talking about how they've improved the mm-hmm. planet, and he says now there are factories where there are once useless forests yep. and wetlands. Which, uh, okay, that's a very on the nose thing about capitalism. But then he says, then he quotes Marx. Mm-hmm. Then he says each each citizen to their own ability, uh-huh. each to their like. Wait, so what side are you on, man? <laughs> <clears throat> I like factories, and I like people doing what I tell them to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you seem real. Yeah, but cool. also, but also that that the you know the communist uh, philosophy of like everyone does what they're best mm-hmm. suited to instead of like you know people having to break their necks doing jobs that they you know they're bad at or whatever. Yeah, but also like from what they show us in the factory, I don't think these people are actually good at the jobs that they've been assigned because well, their job is yeah. lifting a giant pipe and running. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Like I don't think uh, I don't think. Uh, uh, Terrence, oh, what the fuck's his real name? Uh, Jaxer has a real grasp on what the actual point of communism is. Well, no, of course not. He's just, uh, you know, he just got a book of quotations. Mm-hmm. Had to pass the time in the Phantom Zone somehow. This will make me look smart. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, I love me a righteously pissed off Superman. Oh and yeah. And Superman is so fucking pissed off by this whole thing. They're just leading well, him around like, behold, Kal-El, all of the great things we've done for this planet. And he's just like, yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think that's sort of the the upside of, you know, your main complaint mm-hmm. about this episode is you have to have him go through that arc to get properly pissed yeah. off. If he starts at a 10, that's that's no good. But if he starts at, well, this sucks, but I can't really get involved, and then ramps mm-hmm. up to, what the fuck are you doing? Wait, you're attacking Earth? Oh, oh, no. Mm-hmm. 
That's where I live, man. All my stuff is there. That's my house. Uh That's where I keep all my stuff. Superman, back at the planet of solitude. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's bizarro. Mm -hmm. He currently has a visitor, but it's usually the planet of solitude. Me, I'm not get to entertain very often. Uh Uh-huh. It's just me, I'm crypto. (laughs) Oh, there's a... You talk about uh, Bizarro slamming into the plate glass yep. window in the previous episode. Superman, like I mentioned, there's a point where they uh, he doesn't have a uh, he's his suit. He's they're out in space and it doesn't kill him, but he can't breathe. Mm. And his face, it's realistic looking. It just looks silly to me when he's holding oh, his yeah. breath, where he's got his cheeks puffed uh-huh. out and he's squinting just a little bit, like <clears throat> just like because it usually looks so, you know, like, dignified. Yeah, exactly. He's Superman. Superman. He's, like he's got that gleam of heroism in his eye he doesn't look like a kid in the pool <laughs> mom mom look how long i can hold my breath <gasps> yes very impressive superman uh-huh uh, just it was good animation but it looks silly like it wasn't silly in the sense that they drew it bad they drew it perfect oh yeah he just looks silly all right what else uh uh, the shots of uh, Mala just kicking the shit out of Superman uh, when they're fighting in space is very good to me. She does that, like, fly in from off screen, kick him, and then fly off again. That is, I believe, also a Superman 2 thing. Mm-hmm. Where they would, oh, really? They would sort I of play around. watch Superman 2, huh? Have you not seen that movie? No. I, I saw Superman 1. I was going to see Superman 2. I just never got around to I it. I know. I know you saw the first one, and, you know, you, you, you're coming into it now, so it's, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty good to you. Like, it doesn't, it didn't blow you away like like it did the rest of us because it was literally the only good superhero movie i mean look it's the best superman movie i've seen well two uh builds on that i think it's better like mm. it's it's everything one was but like it it amps up the stakes it it does more personal stuff like it's it's i think better yeah all right so but i mean it, it is more of the same so if you only kind of like the first one you you know i mean it's a weird hole in my uh like you know, viewing, considering how much I like superhero movies. Yeah, but, you know, you get to a certain point and it's like, look, I, I was not a kid in the 70s. Like, mm-hmm. I, I grew up, like, you know, I'm around now where there are a million great superhero movies. Why would I? Sure. I get that. Whereas, again, for me, that was it. Like, Superman mm-hmm. 1 and 2 were the only good superhero movies for a really long time. And then we all convinced ourselves Tim Burton's Batman was. But, uh uh-huh. And then I think that's it until what the first X Men movie maybe Blade. Uh, I w- I was not into Blade, but uh, no. I don't think of that as a superhero movie. Is the thing I think of it as a vampire movie. I mean that's true. It's only technically a superhero movie. Yeah, like I mean an adaptation of one of the superheroes I've heard of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, probably X Men. X Men. Or... Want to count the Phantom, which I know you like. I do, but I, that's 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 more pulp and less yeah superhero to me. Uh. And uh, if if you don't like the Phantom, all I all I can counter with is uh, Google uh, shirtless Billy Zane the Phantom. <laughs> yep. Well. Yeah. <laughs> well, sir. Very very pretty man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, as Catherine Zeta Jones is like a an aviate an evil aviatrix. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's got a lot. Also going for very it. good. Yeah. Also, original Buffy Christie Swanson is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anything else? I think that's everything I got. You got a quote? Uh, I do have a quote. This is Superman being real pissed off. Had the aliens not been there, we would have asphyxiated or been pulled into the hole. 
And to express your gratitude, you seized control of their planet. Well, sometimes he's pissed off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he's annoyed, but sometimes he's pissed off. Yep. All right. Well, that's all for this time. As I mm -hmm. have mentioned a few times, we're, we're getting pretty close to the end. I think we have three pairs left. I think so, yeah. So uh, next is In Brightest Day, which obviously a Green Lantern episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and Superman's pal, which I'm going to guess is about Jimmy, but I, I yeah. don't actually know. Uh, so that's fun. Oh, now that uh, we've we've got your whole uh, name issue sorted, we can uh, mention our uh, social media again. Oh, yeah. So please tell the people uh, where you can now be reached. You can find me on Twitter at, at Maggie Robots. Mm -hmm. It's the same account you had before, but uh -huh. but now the name reflects Yeah, I changed the name. You, yes. But if, if what I'm saying is if they were already following you, they don't need to refollow you. Oh, yeah, no. You're, yeah. Yeah, but... You know, if you're looking to follow us for the first time, and I am at Algar, as always. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And if you want to write to us, it is Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. We would love mm -hmm. to hear from you. We, we got a Q&A uh, special coming up soon. Yeah, we do not have a ton of mail for that. So we would definitely like your, your thoughts on Superman or mm -hmm. anything else you might you might have to share. Um, sure. And, yeah, that's all for this time. Yeah. See you, folks. Twala. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2021. Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.